battle is currently underway for the future of Poland's politicized public media. Since the election of the new coalition government led by Prime Minister Donald Tusk in October 2023, the public television TVP has faced drastic reforms. The new Minister of Culture moved quickly to enact changes at TVP, Polish Radio and the state news agency, which had to different levels been converted into media arms of the former ruling party, Law and Justice. After promising swift action during the campaign, the new pro-EU government temporarily took a news channel off-air, abruptly dismissed the supervisory bodies of TVP and the news agency, and more recently put the public media into liquidation. While the Tusk administration has defended these moves as necessary to restore impartiality and to dismantle the unethical and biased output of TVP, the former ruling party has for its part criticised the changes as undemocratic and actually aimed at cementing a new form of political control. While it's clear that major reforms were urgently needed to Poland's public media, there are questions as to whether the means used to do so are democratic, legal, and truly aimed at increasing pluralistic coverage, rather than simply perpetuating the cycle of politicization after elections that has so characterized public media in Poland for decades. As reforms continue and tricky legal challenges await, the future of the public media hangs in the balance, and much-needed reforms to protect the broadcaster from all forms of political meddling look increasingly remote. You're listening to the latest episode of Media Freedom in Focus, a podcast by the Media Freedom Rapid Response, a consortium of organizations from across Europe dedicated to defending free and independent journalism. I'm Jamie Wiseman, the Europe Advocacy Officer at the International Press Institute which is a global media freedom organization based in Vienna. In this episode, we're again putting the spotlight on post-election Poland, and we'll review what's happened so far, uh, assess the arguments on either side of the debate, and question the validity or otherwise of the actions taken so far. To do so, I'm joined today by Daniel Tills, the editor-in-chief of Notes from Poland, a leading English-language news platform based in Warsaw. Daniel, thanks for joining us. I know uh, it must have been a busy few months of reporting with the changing government and all of the reforms that have followed afterwards. So we uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. No problem. Thank you for inviting me on. So yeah, like I said, your media outlet obviously has been covering these these developments pretty closely. Um, and the last few months for the topic of media freedom in Poland have been busy, to say the least. Um, we've seen a number of different measures and tactics used by the the incoming government and its Ministry of Culture in particular, to make changes to the public broadcaster TVP, um, to its management, its staff, its budget. Um, the picture is quite complex, obviously, but maybe if you could begin by, by just kind of setting up for us what's happened so far and what the key developments have been at, uh, at TVP in the, last, in the last few months. Sure. So one of the very first actions taken by the new government, Donald Tusk's government, after it was sworn in last month, um, was to launch a effectively a, a, a takeover of public media outlets, um, in particular 
TVP, which is the public television broadcaster, Polskia Radio, the main um, public radio station, and the Polish press agency, PAP, which is also um, uh, state-owned. Um, this happened um, just under one week after the government had been sworn in, and the culture minister used what he argued at the time was um, a legal, effectively, loophole, um, to replace the management of those outlets. Um, he cited a constitutional court ruling from 2016, which had found issue with um, some of the um, reforms um, to public broadcasters introduced by the previous law and justice government. Um, and he used that to argue that he was entitled as the representative of the sole shareholder in public media outlets, which is the state treasury. He argued as the representative of the state treasury, he was entitled to effectively bypass the two bodies which are tasked with overseeing uh, appointments at public uh, media and to uh, himself replace the uh, the leadership, the management um, of those outlets. Um, so he did this um, shortly before uh, Christmas. It was on a Tuesday evening, if I remember correctly. Um, and this led to, to huge controversy, um, protests, sit-in protests by um, figures from the former um, peace ruling party, including some government ministers and peace chairman Jarosław Kaczynski, uh, who in particular sought to protest at the headquarters, the main headquarters of TVP, um, the uh, state television channel. Okay, so you said it. You know, just just one week after the uh, the the government was formed, so it's clear they wasted no time. Um, so since then, we've also seen you know more recent move by the government to to put TVP into liquidation, and this followed the, the president's decision to veto the government's plans to provide funding for the for the public media. So in this context, what what does liquidation mean in practice, and what impact, if any, has it had so far? Yes. Yeah, so. Um as I mentioned, the the initial attempt to replace the leadership, the management of public broadcasters um, provoked these protests by the former ruling party and also by the president, Andrzej Duda, who is a former peace politician himself and has been an ally of peace during its time in government. Um, and he accused the new government of acting unlawfully, of violating the constitution um, through its, its takeover of these public media outlets. And in response, he announced that he would veto um, legislation that had been put forward by the government to provide um, billions of Swati in funding for public media outlets next year. Um, that then led to the government announcing that if the president wouldn't approve that funding, then these public media outlets were not financially viable and that justified the again the culture minister putting them into liquidation um, so that meant that he began the legal process of putting them into liquidation appointed a liquidator for each of these outlets so um, in particular the three I mentioned before TVP, Polskie Radio and the Polish press agency and what that means in practice is that he's appointed effectively the same management to each but now um, under the title of liquidators um, but they have a much um, narrower range of, of responsibilities and powers than they would have if they were normally appointed managers of those outlets so it's their 
legally legally defined role as liquidators to uh, try and ensure the financial um, viability of those um, outlets or to of those companies or to to effectively wind them down by meeting their obligations um, and ensuring uh, a smooth process um, of liquidation. Um, so, um, in effect, it allows the the government to to have control over those outlets, but in a very different legal framework to would have been the case if they had um, continued as they initially did to to try to appoint their own um, management um, through normal, um, uh, it wasn't a normal way, they did it in an exceptional way, but to appoint normal boards and managers to those outlets. Okay, so quite sort of drastic measures have been taken then since since the new administration came in. Um, the government would, of course, argue that these changes are required and necessary to depoliticize, as it would say, you know, the, the, the TVP and the state news agency, as well as the radio as well, um, and to kind of undo this process of politicization that was taken to real extremes under the previous government. So I but I think, you know, it's, it's sort of important to put this into context. So can you just recap for us what's happened when law and justice themselves came into power eight years ago and, and what impact this has had over the years on TVP's independence and its impartiality? Yes, yeah, so um, it is important to, to make clear that um, whatever legal doubts there are about the current government's actions, and there are many legal doubts, as I think we're, we'll probably talk about later, um, the previous government, law and justice, um, had... Um, turned these outlets into propaganda mouthpieces for the government, for the ruling party. Um, in Poland, state broadcasters have always, to, to some extent, um, been under the influence of whichever government is in power. That was the case before 2015 when peace came to power. But what peace then did over its subsequent eight years in power was, was unprecedented. Um, soon after coming to power in 2015, it started to um, purge um, many of the, the journalists, presenters, staff who had worked in those public media outlets previously and to replace them with what were in, in many cases political appointees um, who were designed to shape the output of public media um, outlets to fit the narrative of the peace government and to attack its opponents. And this happened across um, um, across programming, so including and in fact in particular in news broadcasts. So the main evening news broadcast called Wiedemoszczy or News in Polish um, every evening on, on um, TVP's main channel just became um, a mouthpiece for the government to um, to praise itself and to attack its opponents. In particular, Donald Tusk was a was a big target for those. Um, this was done not only in, in violation of journalistic and, and ethical principles; it was also in violation of the statutory obligations that these media outlets have to to seek um, balance, um, neutrality, to present different points of view. Um, so. Um, when the new government came to power last month, one of its promises was to to depoliticize um, these media outlets that had been um, corrupted under the previous government. Okay, so if you if the government is arguing that these reforms are necessary to, as you say, to kind of unwind this this previous and widespread capture of the broadcasters under the previous government, and um, we've also seen kind of counter accusations from from PIS that these new changes are not really aimed at improving pluralism, but are simply another attempt to take control 
um, of the broadcaster by, by the new government. So, yeah, we're seeing accusations on both sides. Many are very heated. There's been protests. Um, it's obviously a, a very divisive issue right now. But in your view, do you know, do you any of the arguments made by PIS around the legality of these changes um, or their ultimate aims hold up to scrutiny in your view? Uh, yes, in fact, I do. Um, as I said, um, under its rule, Peace turned these outlets into um, propaganda mouthpieces. So any of its criticism now, and did so in violation of, of their statutory obligations. So any of its criticism now is, is very hypocritical, but it does have um, a, a basis in truth in, in many, um, many cases. Um, on the legal front, uh, the initial move that the new government made to replace the management of public media outlets um, was immediately questioned by many independent and respected legal scholars and NGOs, um, which were also often critical of peace and its um, attacks on the rule of law during its time in power. Um, and many of them argued that the government's justification for this legal justification for this takeover um, was questionable at best that it had they had misinterpreted or misrepresented the constitutional court ruling of 2016 that they cited and that they did not have a justification to use commercial law to effectively unilaterally um, replace the management of these public media outlets without going through the the two bodies the two regulators um, that are uh, legally tasked with overseeing the management of public media outlets. Um, and so Peace made this argument, as did President Duda, um, and they were vindicated uh, by this, um, by a court ruling um, issued last week, um, because when these legal changes and changes in management were made by the government, they had to be registered with uh, what's called the National Court Register, which is effectively a, um, a, a database of, of um, commercial changes and and management of, of companies in Poland. Um, and so they had to register this with the National Court Register. And last week, um, a registry court rejected this first move um, to replace the management um, of public media outlets. And that effectively vindicated Peace's argument. Um, the second move that the government made to put these outlets into liquidation um, is generally seen as being more legally safe. Um, and, and actually already a couple of rulings have come relating to smaller public radio outlets, not the main three ones, um, but smaller ones. And this, those, those court rulings have gone in favour of the government. Uh, those changes have been accepted uh, into the National Court Register. Um, so the second move, the liquidation, does um, look like it's more um, legally safe. Um, in terms of the political um, accusations by peace, they also do have some um, grounding in um, in truth to the extent that uh, the new management of um, especially of, of TVP the, the the main television broadcaster has clearly pushed it not into a completely neutral stance but in one that is uh, clearly more sympathetic towards the new government so it's not the same kind of blatant extreme propaganda that we saw under peace um, but it's clear for example from the tone and, and content of news coverage um, under the new uh, leadership at TVP that we have a situation similar to under the, the, the previous Tusk government before 2015 that the broadcaster is is more sympathetic towards uh, the government which is as I said before which is a, a standard um, 
uh, approach uh, under lots of previous governments in Poland that generally whoever's in power has influence over uh, the public broadcaster. So that's not something unusual, but um, peace is to some extent correct to say that the aim of this is not to completely depoliticize uh, the public broadcasters, but to politicize them in a more um, pro-government, pro-new government uh, direction complex picture then and obviously we, we arrived to this this slightly uncomfortable reality where a pro-EU government which professes to you know be intent on restoring the rule of law and democracy is now in a position where it's facing credible accusations of using undemocratic and potentially illegal means to do so um fraught with with difficulty there in the middle um like you said i think you know, we've seen a number of positions taken from media freedom groups that while many support you know, the ends of, of restoring some level of impartiality and independence to the broadcaster, it's the means uh, to do so, which which are really coming under scrutiny a lot. Um, you mentioned a couple of legal challenges there. Do we expect to see more legal challenges down the road? Um, and, you know, how likely would you say those are to succeed? Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we are likely to see um, long-term, short, medium and long-term legal challenges launched by the former ruling party, but also by many of uh, the individuals who have effectively now been removed from um, from public broadcasters, but who argue that they've not been legally uh, removed. So we have this bizarre situation at the moment where there's actually a, an alternative sort of leadership in exile of um, of um, uh, the public broadcasters who are the, the, the former um, managers under uh, who were in power under under law and justice who have been removed by the new government, but who argue that was done illegally and that they uh, continue um, to be the legitimate leadership of these of these public media outlets, um, and they've been endorsed by the two regulators, the National Broadcasting Council and the National Media Council, um, who were both uh, have um, majorities of peace appointed um, members, um, and who have opposed the changes by the new government, and who have um, effectively endorsed this alternative. Um, uh, old leadership remaining um, in charge of these broadcasters. Um, so, I mean, it's hard to predict exactly what these legal challenges will be, but there's there's certain to be, uh, they're certain to continue. Um, the question of, of how they'll be um, received, how the, what the outcomes will be is again, very hard to predict. And this is tied into something you hinted at there as well, which is um, that this these changes in public media are a part of a much broader um, and, and quite controversial approach taken by the new government to address many of the, the challenges to democracy and, and rule of law um, that we saw in the eight years when peace was in power. And they've taken a very forceful and in some ways quite radical approach to, to addressing these. And many of those measures are um, being questioned legally, not just by the former ruling party, but also by many legal experts. Um, and so just like we have this dualism now with two um, alternative self-proclaimed leaderships of uh, public media outlets. We also have a, a legal dualism of, of two sets of um, courts, of judges, of prosecutors now, um, who are uh, on one hand, the one, one group that the new government supports and accepts as legitimate and one that the former ruling party supports and accepts as legitimate. Um, and so, for example, the Constitutional Court is 
um, uh, generally uh, under uh, the influence of the former ruling Peace Party. Many parts of the Supreme Court um, are as well. So at the moment, it's 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 a very messy situation and it's very hard to predict um, how these legal challenges will end, but also very hard to predict which rulings will be accepted by the government and uh, by the opposition. Um, so we're, we're in for a very complicated, messy and chaotic um, months and years um, in Poland. Yeah, I remember when um, during the election campaign, the, the candidate then, Donald Tusk, said it would take 24 hours or 48 hours only to resolve the situation at TVP. Like you said, it's, uh, you know, we're looking at months and potentially even years of legal you know, tussling o over this. Um, but it sounds like, at, at least at the, at the level we are at now, we've re rather than re kind of deep structural reform, we've returned to a state where we were in the past, where the public broadcasters, you know, displayed some level of political bias in favor of the, the government of the time. But at least that's less of an extreme form of, of capture and control than we saw under peace. Um, a lot of calls have been made for a pause and a really deep consideration of structural and systemic changes to make sure that this level of politicization by any government, current or, you know, or, or, or future, um, the, the safeguards are put in place to make sure particularly that appointments to regulatory bodies and management boards um, be depoliticized in itself and that just generally the influence of politics over the editorial and institutional independence of these these media outlets, which are meant to serve the public, are, are protected more. There's been talk of uh, a new law on public service media. Um, is there any information about that that we have available right now um, and what form, if any, that might take? At the moment, there's there's little information um, about this and um, it's, it's unclear exactly what form this will take. Um, just yesterday, President Duda, who is generally an opponent of the government, said he was willing to work with the government on uh, reform of, of public media. And this is one of the challenges the new government face, that anything they want to do legislatively um, is open to veto by the, by the president. So any major reform to public media would have to be done legislatively, um, and that would need the approval of President Duda, or they would have to wait until the end of Duda's term in 2025, um, hope that a more friendly president is elected afterwards, um, and then pursue it then. Um, so between now and mid-2025, anything requires the, the president's approval, which is going to be very difficult, and he's he's been opposed to what the government has done so far um, with the media. Um, uh, as you say, in an ideal world, um, Poland would create a system where there was a more perhaps BBC-like um, uh, public um, um, media uh, landscape with um, uh, separated distance to some degree from the government, although of course even the BBC faces accusations of, of politicization and of interference um, from, from the government. Um, but it's it's very hard to imagine it happening. It's hard to imagine agreement um, um, between the government and um, and president on this, um, but also public media for every government in Poland has been treated as a, a tool um, to some extent and um, it would take um, uh, a lot of selflessness for a, a government to, to give up um, those powers of appointment and influence over public media. Um, and. Um, it was nice to it would be nice to think that the new government will be keen to do that, but um, I 
remain skeptical over um, to what extent they they really wanted to um, to uh, remove their influence over over public media. And also, even if they did, it's very easy to imagine a future government coming in and transforming the situation again to to create um, uh, media more under government control. So um, any solutions that are put in place now may end up being temporary in in any case. Yeah, that was going to be my last question, actually, about you know the, what your view would was on whether there was any any hope in the long term for a truly free and independent public broadcasting system in Poland because it just seems like even for the greatest you know um, pronouncement of democratic values by by previous governments and, and, and this one the broadcaster just seems to be a victim of these repeated cycles of, of politicization after elections where it's kicked around like a political football and seen as something the spoils of, of war in terms of an election victory and yeah okay we, we've seen very different levels of um of capture by different different governments but um you know this this government i think hopes were high potentially before it came into power and um its actions since since forming the administration may have diminished those hopes somewhat um of really systemic reform so you know personally do you think there is uh, there is a chance for for free and independent journalism at the public broadcaster in Poland. Um, I do have that hope, and I I, I try to hang on to some optimism. Um, even just uh, yesterday, I think um, the the justice minister was um, was defending first of all the legal approach taken to the takeover of public media, but also um, the planned outcome. And he says he would like. Um, public media to become boring again in the sense that we don't have the not just the, the the biases and propaganda of the PC is in power but that we have a public broadcaster who's who sees its role as to neutrally inform and help people understand what's happening um, and I hope that can happen and I'm sure there are figures um, within the new government who would envision and and, and seek um, a, a public media in that mold but um, politicians are politicians, and um, there will always be a temptation um, to to use public media, which is uh, the which is yeah the largest um, set of broadcasters in Poland, which often reaches audiences that don't have access to many other media, um, and have uh, this is why police police use them for, for propaganda because they 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 have this this large. Um, not captive audience, but often an audience with with little access to other forms of media, um, and so there's always going to be a temptation for every government to use that. So, um, as you say, there, there 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 has been talk of further media reforms, and one could hope in that context that the 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 what's happened so far under the new government with public media was just a, a radical. Um, attempt to undo the damage of the last eight years and that that will then clear the way for um, public media to be recreated in a, a more neutral mold and to, to genuinely serve the public. But um, I would remain skeptical about um, whether uh, that will happen. Yeah, it remains to be seen whether the, the cycle can be broken. But um, for now, let's leave it on bring back boring public service media uh daniel thanks very much for speaking with us for sharing your insights and um for your for your yeah your media outlets reporting on this um it's much appreciated good to speak to you thank you very much in 
the task of reforming Poland's corroded public media bodies, there are, it seems, no easy answers. Yet while no one expected reform of TVP to be simple, the first few months have presented a minefield of political obstacles and legal questions. For one thing, this case offers a sobering example of what happens when lofty promises of democratic reform crash headfirst into a wall of political reality, and how difficult the way back is after a public media is distorted to the extent that TVP was under the law and justice. While this tussle for control over Poland's public media looks likely to continue long into the future, it's the trust and viewership of the broadcaster that's supposed to serve the public interest that will continue to suffer. Crucially, if the government is to win support for its policies, any new reforms must not perpetuate the cycle of capture and control that was taken to extremes by PIS during its years of power. And rather than just return the situation to how it was before, political courage and true democratic politics will be needed to enact structural changes to the management and the regulation of TVP and Polish radio and the state news agency, and indeed the regulatory bodies that govern them, which will put an end once and for all to periods of politicization after elections. Ultimately, changes to address this ongoing crisis are possible, but must be made with restraint and respect for the rule of law and democracy. For now though, only time will tell. Thanks for listening to this episode of Media Freedom in Focus. For more in-depth podcast episodes about the state of media freedom across Europe, search Media Freedom in Focus on your podcast app. We've got episodes recorded right after the election in Poland about hopes for reforms and a recent episode on the threat posed by the national sovereignty law in Hungary. For more MFRR monitoring, advocacy and reports on Poland, and to read the recent joint statement issued by the consortium partners about these reforms at TVP, as well as the findings of another recent media freedom mission to Warsaw in September, visit www.mfrr.eu. The project is co-funded by the European Commission. Thanks for listening and until next time.